Sitter Snippet Series is sponsored by Dr. Renee and Jack Nuspel, Marfur Shlemo Holy Yisrael, in particular, Hanan Shmuel Lippim and Sharon Aleya. All those looking for their Shidduch should find their Basher. We began last time, Baruch Shem, we're up to Shema, and uh, it's followed by Baruch Shem, which we say quietly, other than, of course, on Yom Kippur. And last time we shared the Gemara Psachim, as well as the uh, Medrash and Parshas Veschanan, that described the origin of why we insert Baruch Shem. It doesn't appear in the Torah. Torah has Shema, Viahavta, but Baruch Shem is not there. So everyone knows the Gemara Psachim. Yaakov wanted to reveal the end of days to his children. It didn't flow easily. He was suspicious that there was a problem. They in unison recited Shema, to which he was so grateful, so relieved, that he responded, Baruch Shem. And the question was, what's going on here in this conversation? So for us to add it and say it out loud, it doesn't appear in the Torah, says the Gemara. But to omit it, Yaakov said it. The conclusion is, we whisper it, we say it quietly. Chsam Sofer on that Gemara, Psachim Daphne and Vav, wonders what kind of pshara, what kind of, what kind of uh, answer is that? So we whisper it, it's not in the Torah. What's really the concern of our saying it out loud and how do we resolve or relieve that concern by saying it quietly to ourselves? So the Chassam Sofer says, remember the story, what happened? What happened is Yaakov was suspicious of his own children. And when they said Shema, they were declaring, they were affirming, there was no reason to be suspicious. They believe they subscribe to the unity, uniqueness, the dominion of Hashem in this world. To which Yaakov responded, Baruch Hashem. If we say Baruch Hashem out loud, then that would imply that every day there's doubt. We would indict Klal Yisrael. What would it suggest of the Jewish people that we have to say Baruch Hashem? Baruch Hashem is the motto, the statement of relief that they get it. So what would it sound like if we have to declare out loud, don't worry, they don't have doubt and uncertainty. They believe in Hashem. Relax, Baruch Shem. How would it sound? How would it reflect poorly? That's what the Chassam Sofer says. We can't omit it because we are grateful every single day to renew and reaffirm our emunah in Hashem. On the other hand, we don't want to offer such a suggestion, so we say it quietly. I mentioned last time the Rambam, the Rambam in the beginning of Hilchas Kriyashma, first of all, he departs from the normal transmission of halacha to tell the narrative, the story behind the origin of Baruch Shem, but he also formulates it differently. We have a tradition. When Yaakov gathered his children in Egypt, when he was dying on his deathbed, he charged them and he tried to inspire them about Yichud Hashem, the unity of God's existence. So which is it? Is the story the way it is in Psachim? Was Yaakov trying to reveal Ketzayamim, the end of days, the eschatological era? Or was he trying to was he trying to transmit and inspire them about the unity of Hashem's existence? Which one is it? So in his Sefer Mizmor David, of David Kohn, of Chevron Yeshiva, he answers, the answer is, yes, both. He says it's the same thing as Zalbazach. Ketzayamim, the end of days, and Yichud Hashem is the same thing. Why? Why was Yaakov looking forward to the end of days? What was exciting? What was he anticipating about the end of days? The answer is at the end of days, Hashem Echad, Ushmo Echad, Yichud Hashem. Yaakov Avinu was longing, was anticipating, was predicting the end of days when all the nations of the world, when all of us will see Hashem's hand revealed in this world where all of us will see the unity of Hashem's existence, that everything emanates and extends from Him. 
So it says Rav David Kohn, it's not a contradiction, but rather they correlate. They complement one another. The notion of the end of days and the unity of Hashem's existence is really one and the same. But I want to leave you with an insight of Rav Rosenzweig Shlito, one of the Rosh Yeshiva of YU, who has, I think, a brilliant uh, explanation and one that resonates very deeply and profoundly for me and my, uh, my vision or my outlook of Ashara Kolo. He says, Yaakov Avinu is on his deathbed. And he's trying to tell his children about the end of days. He's trying to transmit a Masoda, a tradition. But it's not flowing. He's trying to teach them, according to the Rambam, about Yichar Hashem, that God is united, He's unified, He's singular, the whole world is all part of Hashem, is Yichar Hashem. And what happens? He's struggling, it's not flowing. He's not able to communicate, he's not able to transmit. And what is Yaakov's concern? What is his fear? Is his fear that his children are off the derech, the shivtek, the shvatim, the shivteka, that they're not observant? Of course that's not his fear. Says Rosen, so I, you know what his fear is? He has enormously diverse children. We know that in Parshas Vayechi, when he gives his children the brachos, he highlights their differences and their diversity. Each one of them is unique. Each one of them has their own way of connecting to Hashem. Each one of them is drawn to a different aspect of Avodah Hashem. The 12 Shvatim are 12 different ways to connect. They're different, they're diverse. So Yaakov Avinu is concerned, he's suspicious. Maybe this diversity, maybe these differences are denying the Yichar Hashem. Maybe I can't tell them about the end of days. Maybe I'm unsuccessful in transmitting to them about the unity of Hashem's existence because it has no clay keyboard. There's nothing to receive it, to accept it. They're so diverse, they're so different, and therefore Hashem, who's so united, cannot find a house, cannot be received by those who are so diverse and those who are so different. And that's why it's not a coincidence that what do they answer? Shema Yisrael. Listen, Abba. Listen, Yisrael. Listen, Yaakov. Listen, Dad. Hashem Elokeinu, Hashem Echad. We might all be very different. We might all be very diverse. We may have different ways of connecting to Hashem, but Hashem Echad. We are all united in the recognition of the unity of Hashem's existence. And that's why that response of Shema gave him such relief, made Yaakov so comfortable. That's why he was no longer concerned. And that's what they answered. They said, Abba, just like you understand and see the unity of Hashem's existence, though we may be different, we wear different yarmulkes, we dive in different nuschos, we have different hashkafos, we are very different, each of our 12 tribes, but similarly, there is only one Hashem in our heart, to which Yaakov responds, Baruch Shem. And that's why the Rambam works perfectly with the Gemara. What Yaakov wanted to make sure was, Yichar Hashem, if you're so different, but do you recognize the unity of Hashem? And when they answered Hashem Echad, Baruch Shem, he was relieved because now he saw what a great story, what a great interpretation of this narrative as a total uh, endorsement of the notion of the unity and diversity of the respect for different uh, paths, but all united in the same destination.